Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. We're going to be talking about a series that I have, a five-hour audio series on CD, entitled, As in the Days of Noah. One part of the series, Angels in the Time of Noah, Lot, and Today, is a very interesting study on how angels played such an interesting role, as I said, in the days of Noah, but also in the days of Lot, and even today. Well, I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of As in the Days of Noah, this five-hour audio series on CD, in just a moment. First, get your Bible. Let's have this study, and then I'll be back to tell you how you can get your own copy. Right now, Angels in the Times of Noah, Lot, and Today. And he talks about this period of time. By the way, if you're on your way to Jude, you'll go by Peter, Second Peter, so take a quick exit there. And let's look in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, and then we'll get over to Jude, verses 5 and 6. Or verses 6 and 7. Look at Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down into hell, that word in the Greek, tatoris, the bottomless pit, the abyss, if he but cast them into hell and delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. He cast them down, and it's in the context of what happened at Noah's time. Verse 5, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, reigning in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. And so it was that these angels, a group of evil angels, not all of them, a segment of the evil angel population was put into the Totoris, to the bottomless pit, to the abyss, where they would be kept in chains, in darkness, waiting for the day of judgment. Jude now, verses 6 and 7. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains, same as Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner. And that phrase is key for your understanding that it was at some time in history when angels, Evil angels had a sexual relationship because it says they committed fornication in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are left, are are set forth for the example of suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. These angels, when they committed fornication, caused God to place them in a special location, the Totoris, the abyss, the bottomless pit, where they would be kept until the day of judgment. They went beyond the pale. They went farther than the evil angels, than Lucifer's four billion, if that's what it was. They stepped into something they had to be dealt with for. They had a sexual relationship, intercourse with men. They committed fornication. Fornication, any sexual act that God does not allow for. There's no other explanation. You you cannot show me any other time in all of history when angels had a sexual relationship or committed fornication other than in chapter 6 of the book of Genesis. 
some people don't want to accept that because I, I don't know why they want, don't want to accept it. They want to say that this was a judgment between the sons of Cain and the daughters of Seth. No, wait a minute. Uh, that's not going to cause that big a problem. Why would God wipe out all of humankind for that? It was because there was evil, angelic activity. You see, Satan knew what was going to happen. From the loins of a beautiful girl, one day a woman would bring forth a Messiah. And he said, if I can contaminate the bloodline, there will not be a pure Savior. And so he moves to contaminate the bloodline by dispatching evil angels to come have sexual relationship with a woman. That's chapter 6 of the book of Genesis. That's in the days of Noah. Again, I'll make the statement, is that happening today? I have heard reports from reliable sources that it is happening. Do I, am I convinced that it can happen? I am convinced it can happen. Am I convinced it is happening? No, I am not. I cannot say that. I cannot exegete that from scripture. I cannot make an absolute statement about that, but I do believe it is a possibility that evil angels could have a sexual, if they could have it 6,000 years ago, they can have it today. If they could have it 4,500 years ago, they can have it today. Now, in chapter 19 of the book of Genesis, chapter 19 of the book of Genesis, by the way, question and answer time tomorrow night, <laughs> if you want to get into that, or take me to the wall, I'd be happy to be here at that time. In chapter 19, just briefly, we'll see that angels are involved. In chapter 18, angels come, two angels come with Jesus Christ to meet with Abraham. They come to Hebron, Hebron. By the way, that was in the days of Lot as well. Hebron, you know what Hebron is? Hebron's the location where Abraham went, 13th chapter of the book of Genesis. He established a Jewish community. It is the oldest Jewish community in the history of the world. It's 4,000 years old. And tonight, as I speak, there are 500 Jews living in Hebron, 125,000 Palestinian, mostly members of Hamas, the terrorist organization. It is so bad there, it's unbelievable. I, I know uh, the, the people that are there. I have a relationship. David Wilder is the spokesperson. If you have opportunity to hear our broadcast, either on a station near you or on the Internet, which is on every Saturday from 1 to 2.30, we have streaming audio. I have interviewed David Wilder, the spokesperson for those 500. I've done television programs with him there. Uh, and he told me just recently how one of the terrorists stood up on a hill, and a Jewish mother stepped out with her 10-month-old baby daughter in her arms. The terrorists took aim with an AK-47 and shot the little 10-month-old baby girl twice through the head. That's how they're living. That's the atmosphere in which they're living. It's the second most piece of, uh, sacred piece of real estate in all of creation. It's the location, the 23rd chapter of the book of Genesis, that Abraham purchased. Machpelah Cave, that's the burial site for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their wives. That's the grave of the patriarchs. A special, holy location to the Jewish people. That was in the days of Lot. That's where they went to live. In chapter 18 now, Jesus shows up with two angels having a relationship, a conversation with, with Abraham. 
We have stood at the spot, which traditionally is the location where Jesus, man, you talk about getting loose. Now, I am not Pentecostal. I am not charismatic. I am far from it. But I want to tell you, I became a Baptocostal when I stood there. I almost got loose and shouted and jumped. In fact, I did shout. That's where Jesus, oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Got to get that out. On the spot where Jesus Christ would have stood face to face with Abraham. Can you imagine that? Jesus Christ stood face to face with Abraham. That's how Abraham became a man of faith. He stood face to face with Jesus Christ. And the two angels, they had a meal together. Abraham says to Sarai, go get the fat calf, bring it in here, fix a meal. Man, we've got special guests tonight. And they had a meal. Jesus goes back to the heavenlies. Those two angels now... These are good angels. Those in chapter 6 of Genesis, evil angels. These are good angels. These two angels leave. Two men, it says in the text, but they're angels. They go over to Sodom. How do I know that? I read the 18th chapter of, of, of the book. If, if you, all you have to do is, is just look at what the scriptures have to say. And it says that they take off and they head off for Sodom. And... Uh, Look at verse 22. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Now the Lord's going to spend a few more moments with Abraham, and he goes back to the heavenlies. These two men, they were angels in the form of men. They had had a meal with Abraham. Verse 1 of chapter 19. And there came these two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot said, and we read that, how he sat at the gate, and he welcomed them in, and they had a meal together. He washed their feet first, which was the Middle Eastern tradition to do. And they came, and they had a delicious meal together, and a marvelous time they're spending together. And the two angels came for one purpose, to make certain he was protected in a time of judgment to come. To make certain he was protected in this... They were guardian angels. By the way, that's what good angels are for us. Guardian angels. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. What? Are not angels there to minister for those of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Matthew chapter 18 verse 10. Don't mess with the children because their angels stand face to face with God every single day. Guardian angels. I know they're guardian angels. That's the only way my four children could have ever sustained life this long. <laughs> Especially the boys. Besides, Judy knows they're guardian angels. She's been living with me for 44 years and has driven all over this world with me. She knows that the only way she's been protected is a guardian angels. Guardian angels. Unbelievable. Guardian angels. They're there. They are the, uh, by the way, they were fellow servants with him. Do you know what the Bible says in the book of Revelation? When, uh, when, when John the Revelator falls down before the angels, 19th chapter of the book of Revelation, 22nd chapter of the book of Revelation, the angel who's giving the message. See, the God gave the message to Jesus. Jesus. Jesus gave the message to an angel, and an angel gave the message to John. That's Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. And so it was an angel delivering this message to John. John got so involved with the message, he fell down and started worshiping the angel. The angel says, get up, John. Don't dare bow down before me. I'm a fellow servant with you. Do you understand that? 
One of the responsibilities of good angels is to be fellow servants with us, to do the ministry. They come alongside. The book of Ephesians says good angels intercede for pastors to protect them from evil. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says good angels are in every church service. They're fellow servants with us. You know what else happens with good angels? At the point of death, Luke 16, the rich man and Lazarus died. Lazarus was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. We don't die alone. The angels gather us up and take us into his presence. And these good angels were there to take care as guardian angels, as fellow servants for Lot in chapter 19. Who was it? Lot stepping outside. The judge was almost to come. And one of the angels grabbed Lot by the hand and pulled him in. And said, get everything ready. I've got to get you out of here. I can't allow the judgment to come until your family's ready. You know, some of his family didn't make it out. And so now we see very key in the times of Noah and in the times of Lot, angels. Okay, that's the times of Noah, times of Lot. What about today? Thank you so very much for joining us as we have taken a look at the book. As in the Days of Noah is a five-hour audio series on CD. This is study number four that we have just completed, Angels in the Times of Noah, Lot, and Today. If you would like to have the entire study of As in the Days of Noah, you can call our toll-free number or go to our website and make your order today. Let me give you those numbers and the address, please. The phone number, our toll-free number, toll-free from across America, is 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. As I said, it is a toll-free number from across America. The address on our website, prophecytoday.com, and then go to our shopping mall, and you'll be able to make your order of As in the Days of Noah, a five-hour audio series on CD. This will help you to understand how it was in the days of Noah and how those days have been replicated today, giving us evidence of how soon the return of Jesus Christ could well be. But remember, seven years before his return to the earth, he will come in the clouds, he will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him. You know that's referred to in eschatological terminology. That means in times terminology as the rapture of the church. And after our study today, I'm sure you understand that the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until... 